Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. No, it's a pleasure. We've got Thank a coffee. There's a dog. <laughs> Visiting dog. Yeah. By the way, a dog who's been on the podcast now for a second time. What's happening, Lola? <laughs> I don't, she's she's popular, so she's she is back she's by popular in demand. There. Yeah. But I have to. I mean, I will be honest. I'm I'm not here for Lola. I'm here for you, Rich. All about the Rich. Thanks. It's, it's my second time as <laughs> well on here. I again, not you're the first person to be on the podcast twice. Wow. So check it. We should just make this a yearly thing. Now you did last year. Yeah. Now you're in this year. I think. So I'll book you in for January yeah, 2021. Yeah, you're still regular. Yeah. Regular. Yeah. But a brave member now. <laughs> so I will say I'm here with Rich Copeland. And we met last year yeah. through Bundu Media. Yep. But I know that you have a, lots of other interesting things about you, Rich. And we did discuss it briefly on the podcast. Yeah. But your pseudonym or your AKA is also The Wee Baker. Yep. That's me, yeah. That's my, my my side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. And would you be right in saying that that's something you're kind of focusing back on at the moment? I think, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to figure out the best way of taking it forward and knowing how how to take it forward. Okay. Because it, 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 so, it could be so many things, but there's one thing that I really want it to be, which is introducing baking as a form of... Um, rehabilitation therapy for spinal cord injured patients like inpatients and outpatients mm-hmm. and it's just knowing how to get in and making everybody happy on like in hospital like ticking all your boxes and all that mm. but like after me doing it for so long I can see the benefits and I just wish that they would see the benefits outweigh the risks yeah. by so okay. much but so this yeah. is something that you discovered and and it helped you or was this something was baking just always in your life was that something as a family that you were kind of exposed to yeah like i grew up um with pizza saturdays which would be my dad would bake pizzas like from scratch every saturday that's Um, cool yeah it was the only time of the week that we were allowed to eat in the living room me and my sisters yeah like that's such a big deal actually yeah yeah as somebody who sat at a table yeah that it's, was a big deal eating in the living room. Exactly. Like it still is when I go to mum and dad's and we have a takeaway and we maybe sit in the living room. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so it's funny big, you say that. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it, it's good because I remember it. Like it's, ah. it was a big thing to sit in front of the TV and eat this homemade pizza, which was pretty amazing. And mm. um, we had it for probably like ten or fifteen years every Saturday. That's so cool. So yeah. did you get involved in actually making pizza or was it like dad um, in the kitchen? It was usually dad, like uh-huh. just but I reinvented the toppings like after five years because we had the same old toppings for a while and I was like, Dad, you need to mix this up <laughs> And he did and it was for the better. All exotic on him, yeah, you? right, exactly. Exactly. No pineapple though. No? No. Is that a, a well I don't I wouldn't I mean I don't think I would order a pizza with pineapple in it, but I wouldn't say no. If you were going to, I, I mean, I literally would DM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so after I moved out, he started mixing things up because there was no more Pizza Saturdays because there was no kids oh. to for Pizza Saturdays. So oh, Pizza Saturdays. I know, right? Rectify that. I know, I know. Start. I know. Um, so he started moving into other things like um, breads and sweet things like okay. fruit loaves and stuff like that. Mm. So that's always been around and then um it all started after i had surgery on my spine for decompression surgery because i had a lot of pressure on my spinal cord um due to my condition achondroplasia it comes with risks of compression on the cord and it got to a point where i needed surgery on it or else it could have gone down another route got you and is that a surgery that most have to go through mm, or is it just yeah, like a, it's it's you, quite you, it's quite common right, yeah okay. it's quite common and the severity of it like ranges from nothing to you need to get something done pretty, yeah okay pretty I mean, yeah you don't muck about your skin yeah if you don't yeah, need to exactly yeah and um i went in got the surgery and then i woke up from the surgery and i had to tell them that 
I couldn't feel anything from the neck down. I couldn't move anything from the neck down. Uh, so I was completely paralyzed. And they were like, oh, we'll take you back in. We'll do another surgery on you whilst you're still awake. I was like, nah, you're okay. I'm going to try and move a bit. Mm-hmm. And like within a couple of hours, I got a bit of movement back in my right hand. And then they were like, okay, we'll let you recover. See, okay. see how much you get back. And then, so what age were you when this all happened? It was 2013, so I was 22. Yeah. And up until that point, living your life... To- totally fine, totally yeah. Totally fine, yeah. I had a bit of trouble with my walking due to the pressure on my cord. Like, okay. It would stop me being able to feel my legs after a certain period of time. So yeah. it was getting to the point of something needs to be done yeah. because this is So yeah, normal. you're going in for this surgery. Obviously, any surgery is like worrying, but you're thinking this is going to be... This is going to fix a problem. This is going to make me feel better. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you have a whole was, new other issue to contend with. Yeah, I was supposed to be, because it was a big deal. Because I was taking time out of university to go and do it. Yes. So I was, I was like, oh, I'll be back in January. Don't worry. Uh-huh. Three weeks time. Bish bash bosh. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen. Mm. Um. So I spent four months in rehab, learning how to walk again, learning how to dress again, learning how to eat again. Learning. It just affected your whole everything. Every, like I couldn't. I literally couldn't do anything. I was like a talking head for a good couple of weeks. Jeez. I couldn't couldn't do anything for myself, which was it's a weird experience having to ask for literally everything to be done for you, and you uh-huh. feel like you're bothering people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. Yeah, and as an adult, like obviously as a kid, it would be scary and uncertain. But as an adult, I guess the frustration of that is probably even more like. Yeah, yeah. I can that, do all of this and all of a sudden I can't. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a big thing. And then, like, I remember a few days after the surgery, we had a, a consultant come in. And he was like, if you ever had any dreams of using your hands for a job, get rid of those dreams now because you're not going to be able to use your hands again. And I was like, cheers. Two days I mean, after the... you could see my face right now, what? Yeah, like... yeah. You had the same face my dad had when, like, my dad was ready to clock him it was just so inappropriate and like i hadn't got any function back yet mm-hmm. so i was like and i wasn't walking or anything so if i couldn't get my hands back then maybe i wouldn't get my walking back mm-hmm. and like that started playing on my mind but i think in a way it made me stronger it made me want to prove them wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. i think they might just say it to prove you to prove you've got to, like, to like, you on, like yeah 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 because you... from then on i was like i'm no i'm gonna i'm gonna walk again i'm gonna use my hands again and I've always been a very hands-on person, mm. so it's it was kind of, kind of a shock, and I was like, yeah. What kind of things were you, like? Did you like doing before all this? Like, what were you doing in your life? Like, uh, were you an active I, person? Were you? Yeah, a I was quite active. Person. Yeah, like I, I like going out on bike rides. I like messing around with mechanical things. Oh, yeah. I was I was doing mechanical you're, engineering yeah, yeah, I was say you at the time. So I was um, making designing a bicycle for people with achondroplasia at the time. Oh, so, wow, right, okay. Yeah, so it was, like, all very hands-on, and we were just building it before I went into surgery, so it was, like, a, a really fun time, mm-hmm. and, like, I was seeing... This is, this is going to be a common theme through through this podcast, but I like seeing things from start to finish, and yes. I like making things. Mm-hmm. So, like, to have that taken away from me was, was a big deal. Massive. But, like, one of the therapies that I did during my time in hospital was I got Lego. Right. I just started building Lego and trying to put pieces together. Mm-hmm. And it, it was over Christmas time that it happened as well. So, like, my Christmas present was, like, Lego. <laughs> so I was, like, <laughs> spend, spending time putting it together. And it would take me hours to put, like, two or three bits together. Wow. But like, just you're determined to do Yeah, that. I was like, I'm going to do yeah, this. And, I mean, they're small pieces, I would imagine, quite mm, like the dexterity of picking that yeah, up. And, yeah, exactly. You know, and just the, those fine water skills. Which that, which I was lacking so yeah. much. Like, I, I could, like, use my whole hand as a tool. Okay. But I couldn't use individual like fingers. Yeah. And, yeah. So it was like, to teach myself to do that again. Jeez, was, oh. Yeah. So. Your mind must just go into, like, a total other zone when, you know, like, the minute detail of just being able to pick something up. I can't. I can't fathom it's, what that's... Yeah, it's it's frustrating, but it's... it's um, I don't know. It's, you, your determination outweighs the frustration, I guess. People always ask me if I was scared during the time. Scared of not getting it back or scared of the whole process of it, and I never mm-hmm. was. Right. So I feel as though that helped with the frustration. Yeah. Like, I was just... This is happening now, 
but next week it's not going to be happening anymore. I don't why. I'll get it back just as mm. long as I keep trying. Like, you just had that belief that it was Yeah, because I, I, was, I was always pushing to do more. Like a, And did that I, come from, that, that determination, does that come from having lived a life up to that point where did you feel that like you were mm. constantly having to... Yeah, yeah, constantly having to prove myself and like constantly having to figure out how to do things different from other people. Okay. From a young age, I would have to figure out how to turn the light switch on because I yeah. couldn't reach it. Mm-hmm. So I'd climb or I would figure out a way of getting up there to turn mm. it on. Like, because I guess like in your home life then you know that's it's normality for you and everyone that lives with you whoever they may be you have your way of doing things but then in the world is not built yeah it's not built for it's me. built for one you know one size yeah, yeah, type yeah, thing yeah, and exactly. it just genuinely doesn't work yeah yeah so figuring out everything is mm. I think I think with that it it did help me but it's also with being a dwarf with a spinal cord in- injury the world still isn't made for you like yeah. wheelchairs aren't made for you clutches aren't made for you mm-hmm. like it was all still i was adapting whilst trying to wow. adapt wow so, yeah double whammy thanks <laughs> yeah, right. thanks for this yeah right so yeah. but yeah i think that's what got me through I think. so why or how did you progress from lego to baking um because i didn't want my house to be filled with lego <laughs> Cause it to was, be fair, it I mean, I used to like big goods, it's like pricey. Yeah, so like, I... <laughs> and cheaper than Lego, I would imagine. Exactly, oh my god, yes. <laughs> Lego's so expensive. Tell me about I it. I mean... <laughs> Tell me about it. I was, I started doing a PhD in um, designing prosthetic leg for low-income countries, and hence coming back to the whole making stuff and designing stuff and seeing it all the way through. I was designing it, but I wasn't able to make it, because my hands weren't able to put the, the leg together because I was wanting it to be a foot that I could make because I'm quite proud in that aspect that I want to be involved in each aspect. Yeah. And I couldn't. So I was feeling really down, really depressed and didn't know what to do. And I wanted to make something. I wanted to show that I could make something. Mm. And like yeah, not just be the brain spider, but actually mm, be exactly, the brain exactly, it, exactly. Like physically do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um Lego wasn't cutting it and I couldn't afford it anymore. So mm-hmm. I started my dad was like, Why don't you make a, a loaf of bread? I just try it and I tried one loaf and it turned out pretty well. And it just seemed to spurt spurt something in my head. Mm. I was like, This is something, this is I can feel I can already feel the benefit of warm dough in my hands mm-hmm. because when my hands are cold, they can do literally nothing. So having that warmth through your hands, it just gives you your hand, it allows your hands to work better throughout the day yeah, of as course, well. Yeah. So it's just, the, just the comfort of yeah, warmth. It's just the yeah. all general around a therapeutic um, experience and also a, a physical rehab yes. experience through the kneading because mm-hmm. there's so many different techniques of kneading. Is there? Yeah. Right, okay. You can either you can either, you could either slam it down, like pick up, slam it, pick up, slam it. Or you could just do the whole um this isn't gonna work on a podcast because I'm doing actions right now. And, <laughs> beautiful choreography. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you, you could do the um you put your heel of your palm in uh-huh. and push it away from you and then fold it back and push it away from you and pull it back. And it's or, different techniques of just preference or to create having never baked anything in my entire life, I'm like, what is that? There's obviously a difference. But they all seem to give me the same, same result. result. It's, right, okay. it's all about stretching the gluten mm. and incorporating a bit of air in as well. Got you. So as long as you're doing that, then you're good to go. So did you just basically learn from your dad or did you then start to kind of research it? I researched a lot myself okay. and like really got into it and then started being quite happy with what I was producing. And um, as we're all millennials these days, I was putting it on my social media yes. and like showing off. <laughs> and but then a part of me was like Richard you're sh- showing off a bit too much your friends probably don't like it so why don't you start something new like okay. so that they can follow you if they want to I see so this and was I, just on your own personal like you yeah, made yeah. the baker yet uh, no the wee baker gotcha, did not exist right, okay. and then <laughs> that's where the wee baker was because I didn't want to bother my friends anymore well to be fair now I, I hear you because like I've got about 14 social media accounts for all the things that I do and I'm <laughs> yeah, like right. what other Instagram has you made this week <laughs> yeah 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 
and just the physical aspect of it the creative aspect because you're saying you, you'll have seen something mm. you're creating something from scratch to finish yeah which you'd obviously had that frustration of the, the prosthetic yeah. limb and not, not being, being able, able to, to but then taking it further what, what was the the kind of impetus for taking it further like, and putting it on social media and was it just um to get involved with the community or th- like of th- bakers or I think I think I did want to make a community of it or figure out a way of introducing it mm-hmm. as a form of therapy yeah but online Got you. because that's the easiest place to start yeah. for me anyway and had you connected with anybody up to that point who'd been through something no. similar to you no like I I'm quite in a um, unique um, situation where I was completely paralyzed but got most of my movement back. So I'm an incomplete C4 quadriplegic. So I got all my movement back pretty much, uh-huh. but I still still struggle with a lot of weakness. Okay. So I'm not in a wheelchair anymore. I'm not yeah. using clutches, not using anything. So like, I found it hard to connect with anybody. Okay, because that either. isn't everyone's story. Mm. I, I, I feel as though I wanted to put it onto social media so that I could connect mm. into the spinal cord injury world uh-huh. and find people who had gone through the same situation as me or needed to find a new form of therapy mm. because nothing else was working for them, which happened to me. Yeah. And I wanted to share it because I, I could see how good it was. But then I was seeing mental health benefits, which was yeah. huge for me. It's what, okay. I, it's what I needed at the time. Being able to bake bread and seeing it feeling it, being able to eat it, and then having friends say that they want to have some, mm. and you can share it with them, you can share it with your family, you can share it with your friends. That whole experience is so rewarding and so fulfilling that it gives you a boost. Like, 100%. that much, that yeah. much I mean, being boost. able to do that and, like you say, connect people through food. I mean, food's obviously a great way of bringing people together, but it's something that you've made and, yeah. and people are enjoying it and appreciating it and coming together and talking and... There's exactly. nothing better than that. Do you know what I mean? Like, as somebody who's not a fan of cooking, like, I'm not, it's just like a means to an end. I love good food. But, like, yeah. you know, I had to end up cooking for somebody on Monday night that they turned up at the house and I was like, do you want dinner? Yeah. And, and you know, and they were, like, so grateful. Yeah. And it was not exactly. a problem. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'm making dinner for me. But actually, after that, I thought, and I was like, that was really nice. Like, yeah. I was able to do that and they liked it. I didn't poison them. They've died. Great. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. like, it really is. It's quite special yeah it really is yeah, yeah. and there's there, there really is something in that in terms of mental health like mm, mm. and we do live in a world where we, it's fast paced and everybody's doing their thing and grab and go and blah, blah blah you know so it is nice to be able to make something yeah and take the time to do that and put all your energy and love and all that into it and mm. then bring people exactly to that yeah yeah and share that with other people yeah. not be a solitary thing yeah yeah mm. people think that baking's quite solitary mm. but it can be yeah like if you just bake for yourself yeah yeah but if you if people want your stuff or if you just want to if like you could just say i've got a loaf of bread going spare because i had a lot of so that's what you did on your social media then yeah just, like, just yeah saying... I, I started saying like oh i've got a spare loaf does anybody want it and then people would take it and yeah. i would go and deliver it to their house and that's so cool like and it was a way for me to talk find talk to new people uh-huh. like people that I've met but haven't really talked to yes. like haven't had that vibe mm. so like having this bread and giving it to them starts a conversation yeah and it gets you out of the house absolutely meeting people talking to people and was that a big deal for you so much of a big deal so like I I was so such a recluse for quite a while due to due, spinal cord injury yeah, or just due, in due, general like you're due to spinal cord injury and just due to um just life and me and my anxiety and my depression so it's a it was, massive thing like that you did then like for yourself you obviously you know put yourself out of your comfort zone massively yeah yeah, yeah. to say like this i know i need this mm. so i'm going to go and do it mm. i'm going to go and chat somebody's door and give them a loaf of bread and maybe start a conversation <laughs> yeah right yeah that was huge eh? sometimes but to recognize that yourself to know that that's what you need yeah no, nobody was saying you should do this this is a good idea mm, mm. Like, yeah i think i think it was quite a starting the wee wake it was it was a very solitary thing mm. it was just my idea and what i wanted to try and i uh-huh. didn't i didn't think it would lead to anything yeah yeah you're just doing it for you yeah yeah and uh-huh. then bbc3 happened and yeah it kicked off a little bit so, so 
you can go into that because obviously I, I, not everybody would I necessarily would have listened to the episode that you yeah. did with Bundu Media, who you work for with Will. Yeah. But that's how you. Well, that's not how you met Will. No, I met, met w- through Cross. CrossFit, yeah, yeah. I started CrossFit. Um, Which I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> That's it's insane, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. Um, yeah. I think that was when I was going through peak existential crisis. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to start CrossFit. I need to and, punish myself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, he went to the same gym as me, mm-hmm. and then he noticed that I was posting on Facebook, and that started the We Baker, and at Bundu Media, um, I can say we now, you we. Produce video content online, mm. um, and he approached me in the gym one day, and he was like, "I saw you're doing the Wee Baker stuff. I think you got a good story to tell. Can I tell it for the BBC?" And I was like, "Yes." I was shocked, and me and Will hadn't really talked before that, mm. so it was quite, it was quite nerve-wracking. The whole like, I'm gonna have a camera. I'm gonna mm. come to your house. I'm gonna film you baking. So many things can go wrong. I'm going to interview you. So many things can go wrong. <laughs> and I started panicking. Did you still say yes, though? Yeah, I said yes. Yeah. Because I wanted to get the word out. I, yeah, I, you're passionate yeah. about spinal cord injuries and, and people. Yeah, and, and, and I'd seen how yeah, much it so it's helped not, me. Now, it's now moving into, this is not just for me, this mm. is for others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think it stopped being about me mm. quite soon into it. Well, not really. Because I, I was still baking for myself. Yeah. I was just seeing the benefits and wanted other people to know. I knew that doing a BBC thing on mm-hmm. Facebook would maybe, yeah. not definitely, but maybe yeah. get, so get me somewhere. Awareness, yeah. 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 yeah, so Will came around to my house, we did a day of shooting, um, he interviewed me, told my story, and then like a couple of months later is when it came out, and it came out like, mm. like, but like, I saw it, and that was you know, So that's obviously before we met when you started working at Bundu. Yeah. So that's how I knew you. So when I met you, I was like, I feel like I know you. Yeah. You were famous. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it was. <laughs> and what was the feedback like? What were you hearing from people? The people yeah. that you hoped to hear from? No. Right, okay. No, I heard that's back. That's interesting. I know, I know. I heard back from so many people from all over the world. Some, like the Philippines, Africa. Jeez, oh. Um, South America, Australia, Malaysia, crazy places that I didn't think would care about my story or relate to it yeah, at all. Yeah, connect it with yeah. it in a way, yeah. And I was getting these, I, I, had, I started a website as well. So like people were finding me through the video, mm-hmm. Googling the wee baker, finding me and then started emailing me. And I was just stunned by some of the like speechless that some people had like, seen my video and taking it as a form of inspiration mm. well I guess even if you've not had a spinal cord injury I'm sure there's many people out there who have went through a traumatic event mm, mm, or you know yeah. something that really is life changing yeah. or they know someone mm. you know so it's not it's maybe not the, the finer details of what you've been through but just being able to connect with that human story of yeah. I went through something and I found something that I'm passionate about and it's, I'm able to connect people yeah. through that yeah so that's 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 basically what happened was People were um, connecting to my story and then whatever hard time they were going through, they turned to baking Mm. and they realized how good it was. (laughs) And I started getting emails from people saying, thank you so much. Like, that's cool. Like I was like one of one email keeps sticking with me. Okay. And it's, it's paraphrasing, but she was saying that she was having a really rough time in her life and was thinking about ending it. But she saw my video and started and saw a fresh page, could see that there was more to life. And like, it kind of kick-started her again. And I was like, like, what on (laughs) earth? I'm just baking in Glasgow. I'm getting these emails and I didn't know how to react. And then like, I I started a Facebook group, a little community, and people started going there, like from the video. So there's up to like 3,000 followers on that. And it's it's so nice. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little community that like hearing from me. Mm-hmm. I'm very open and honest about everything that's going on in my life and why I'm baking and stuff like that. And they relate to it. And yeah, it's... That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's great for you. 
Mm. Because you're on a journey, and obviously that happened to you, but you're still living the life after that. Mm. So that, like anything, there's ebbs and flows, moments that yeah. will be more difficult than others. So it's not like you had this injury and now you're everyone's hunky dory. Like oh, you sure. have to yeah. live the life after the fact. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it obviously it was a very traumatic thing that happened to you, and there's lots of positives there and lots of things that you were able to do for yourself. That it's like a total story of triumph. But mm. I'm sure there's other challenges that you live. For sure, from yeah. week to week or month to month or whenever that you know it's important that you're able to tell your story and be honest about it yeah yeah I, f- I feel as though there's no point in being around the bush with life like everybody knows life's hard being what you deem being... hard is relevant to you yeah you know yeah I mean? like, like we all have we all have yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard, so not to build that land else's hard times exactly like it's I mean, like hearing your story rich i'm going that's I mean, I can't even begin to imagine, but I know you wouldn't belittle no, necessarily my hard no, times because, just because, because you're like, all... you've not had a spinal cord injury and you've exactly, lived exactly. the life that I've like, lived. Uh, yeah, I would never... I, I, ne- I don't put my stuff online to belittle other people's stuff. I mm. put it online so that people can relate and maybe talk to each other through other things that are going yeah. on in their life or like talk to me about things that are going on in their life because I know that life is lonely and because I've been there and I still feel that way sometimes mm. to be able to connect to somebody online no matter how small it is is a big Huge. deal yeah like it's absolutely it's and I've learned wild. that the joy of that through this podcast like you and I met through podcasting do you know I mean and I'm back here yeah and that that's important to make those connections but you know maybe online but then the connections that you want to make in real life then you, you explore them so obviously you put your bread online mm. and then people were like yes i would like that and yeah. then you physically left the house and you went to yeah. meet them in yeah. person yeah you know because... so online's great but in certain conversations but then you're hoping that people will connect in real life you know face to face or they'll open doors and opportunities for you to meet new people and to yeah. have new interactions and experiences exactly, I guess exactly exactly you know like it, something awful happened to you but there's been some so many great things yeah yeah it's led to some crazy experiences yeah. which have so you're on yeah I was on flower power flower power yeah that, yeah. Was, that was wild so that again was, did that was that did that opportunity come to you or did you seek that out or? no that came to me that right, was cool. that was um, one of the researchers found was already following my WeBaker account yeah. and just sent me a message on Facebook saying if I would be interested in um, applying to be a judge on their new show, which was like the Scottish version of the Great British yeah. Bake Off. So, and then she was like, right, I'm going to call you in a couple of hours and I'm going to interview you and we'll see how it goes. Right. And I was like, oh, like what? <laughs> I could not believe, like, you want me to be a judge? I've only been baking, like, six months to a year uh-huh. at a time, and you want me to judge other people's stuff? <laughs> and, like, two hours came, and then they phoned me, and they were asking me asking me questions about, like, so who do you see yourself more as? Do you see yourself as more Paul Hollywood or a Mary Berry? I was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like uh, I played like the in between card. I was like, I'm a bit of both. I would like to be. I would like to be nice, like Mary Berry, <laughs> but have a bit of like a. If I don't like it, I'll tell you I don't like, like it. Oh, I see. But, yeah, right. But I'll be nice about it. Nice. Yeah. Because like I want people to bake, so yeah, I don't. I don't. Mean. I. Yeah, I wouldn't be mean. Like. Criticism. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm not going to bake for you any day soon, so don't get worried about <laughs> yeah, <right>. it. <laughs> but uh, it's good to know. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they were like, we'll call you back in a couple of days and we'll let you know if we want you on. And then it was three hours later and they called me back and said, yeah, you want, we want you on. Awesome. And did you enjoy the experience of being on the programme? Yes. I loved I I was so nervous. So nervous. Because yeah. it was two, two days of filming, two and a bit days of filming. One day, fully in my house, like telling my story again and um, baking for them, mm. talking to them, and they they were asking tons of questions, and we had to do so many takes because I fluffed my lines every single time. <laughs> uh, and then the next day was the judging phase. That's crazy. Mm. Like as I said, to have an opinion 
on somebody else's yeah you're like creation uh, I, like why is, are you asking me yeah yeah <laughs> and it was it turned out that all the bakes were really good mm. so i didn't have to be mean great which Ew. was great Ew. which was great <laughs> um and the co-host was lovely yeah she was so nice so easy to talk to and made the job so much easier we riffed off of each other a bit and that was a whole new experience yeah which was it's just cool that you're well, up for that do you know what I mean like you put your nerves aside didn't let mm. that stand in your way mm. like, yeah. like okay that this does feel like my comfort zone but I'm going to do it anyway yeah yeah and be terrified yeah which obviously it seems to be becoming a theme yeah it's, it's <laughs> I don't know why I do it to myself I'm starting to go by the phrase of you only start living when you're out of your comfort zone I, I never want to close any doors just in case of what might have been mm. like I don't want that yeah, anymore yeah yeah Another thing I go by is everything happens for a reason. So okay. if I do this, then something might happen. And if I don't do this, then something might happen. So I'm going to try and do everything I can mm. and see what happens. Yeah, I still... And, t- and like telling your story, is that a story that you're still happy to tell because I'm, you're I, passionate about spinal cord injuries and the rehabilitation? Yeah, like and- I'm, I never revisit it in a negative light when mm-hmm. I tell the story. I always tell... I always go back with like fond memories it's only when I'm like by myself and thinking about it can I go down the negative mm-hmm, side mm-hmm. but I feel as though the more I talk about it the more I come to terms with it and okay. the more I'm happy yes and I guess you probably got a version that, of how you word it and how you say it to, to others and what you then mm. know yourself I mean y- you know. yeah like there's like I can't tell four months of a story no. and like so much ha- so oh, much and I only focus on the positives when I'm with people yeah because nobody wants to hear the bad side of having a spinal cord injury when you're in hospital I would imagine doing that more and more telling your story mm. and seeing and seeing the positives and getting that positive reaction the hope would be that the negative side starts to, to go further in the distance exactly exact, yeah. even the passage of time of yeah. course as well but you, you believe that everything happens for a reason mm. so then for you you're like this is my story yeah and this has happened and all these other things happened yeah. after that because of that yeah essentially because like if, if if this stroke hadn't happened I would have graduated university and then gone into a 9 to 5 job desk mm. job and I would have been probably bored out my not okay like doing something desk job so like having this opportunity now being able to figure out what I want and having the time to do that I feel as though I'm more free now than I would okay. have been if the stroke hadn't happened. Wow. If you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like, huge. It's massive. Yeah, it's, it's, I haven't, I've never thought of it like that, but I feel as though I'm more open to things happening. Mm. So just go, nice. I just go with the flow now yeah, and yeah. see what happens. So we, you started the conversation by saying that you were keen to move the idea of the wee baker forward in terms of like spinal cord injuries and rehabilitation. Yeah. What, what have you been able to do? What would you like to do? I've had a meeting within um, Arthur in Glasgow to see how we can pro- progress. And they were just worried about infection control, which is fair enough. Mm. Like, they're so stringent on it. With it being bread, with it being just four, four ingredients, mm-hmm. the, the risk of anything happening is very small. But it's them seeing that the reward far outweighs any risk. Mm. Like seeing their their patients be able to give an item of food that they've made to their family yeah. when they come in at visiting time and be like, look, I did this. I did this, yeah. I did this today. Like it's massive boost yeah, yeah, yeah. of a self-esteem, yeah, self-esteem like, yeah. like confidence. Yeah, like yeah. Showing, well, I would showing. imagine when you're in hospital, all of that's just at an all-time low. Mm. whatever you're going through I didn't produce anything else in hospital it was four months of moving a block from one side Mm. of the table to the other or opening a clothes peg or trying to walk in between two parallel bars like I've thought about telling my story but yeah it's all well and good me going and saying look I was in this position I'm now in this position it's not the end of the road here yeah 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 but like everybody's story is different they might not believe that if I say, oh, I was walking by this point, to be able to know that you can make something, yeah, and that you are productive and that you are creative, yeah, is... it's like boosting the senses. It's like going back to like sensory 
in play. Yeah. You know, touching things, smelling things, hearing things, like, mm. you know, just engaging and, and that mindfulness that goes into that, like doing one task, being focused on that, and everything else for that time just goes. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you've got your hands on something or you're listening to music or whatever it may exactly. be, just as a form of therapy. Yeah, you could be You know, anywhere. like I do a, a programme in schools for kids and on Tuesdays they make food. Being able to make something, you are more likely to try it. True, because you've seen it. Yeah, you know, you, you it's know not scary. You're yeah. not being presented with this thing that's got loads of colours and smells funny or, you know, and you're like, what's that? Yeah. The yeah. people are more, you're more likely to eat it. Yeah, Which true. for you, obviously, is like a secondary thing. Yeah. It's making first, and yeah. then it's like, what's well, yeah. nice? You've got an end product that you can actually use. Yeah, exactly. And if it if it tastes good, then you're like, bloody hell, did I make that? Like, huh. that's it's because you're not always going to make something good. Like, that's I think that's the benefit of um, having bad things because then you notice how good the good things are. So ah. if you bake something bad, sometimes it can put you in a right mood for the rest of the day because mm. you're like spent all this time on this and this is bad tastes bad can't give it to anybody it's going straight in the bin and then the next day or whenever you come back and revisit and you make something good you like totally forget about it Mm. and it's amazing that the like rush of endorphins or whatever whatever happens Mm. it's incredible yeah like you're not always going to get it right but when you do it's worth it. And surely it is a process. It's the process. Like, okay, the end product wasn't amazing, mm, but actually mm. you probably learned something from the process. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I, don't bake on a Tuesday because that's just know your day. Yeah, or, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Or, or don't, don't bake when you're in a really bad mood yes. just in case it's bad, then it can put you in an even worse mood. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's like finding that balance. I'm like... Pick your battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. it's like dance. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I could start choreographing something and... Uh, at the end I'm like why is, what even is that mm. you know and it's just like okay it was a process like we'll find something in there that's maybe useful down the line not that delighted with the end product right at this moment but mm. not, all is not lost like you'll learn mm. something mm. from the creative process yeah yeah. what's the alternative You'll don't t- do it yeah. don't try yeah yeah which is something that I, I've, I've struggled with like the, the fear of failure stops me from starting like and baking held with that like knowing that it might not turn out okay mm-hmm. And you've got to be okay with that. And if you're not okay with it, you get sad. But you learn how to get okay with it. That's another thing that baking teaches you, mm. is to be okay with failure. Because it is really like a science, like baking. Yeah. Compared to cooking, I think. You know, it's yeah. exact, cooking. eh? Yeah. It's yeah. an exact yeah. science. It's, 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 like, people say it's a science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you've got to get your scales, and you've got to measure everything. But with cooking, you can just sprinkle in whatever I taste it I am like, yeah yeah <laughs> stop it yeah that's, that's why I used I used to be like that and I'm still like that with my cooking but mm. with baking if my scale's off one day I'm like oh no yeah, yeah but that's probably the engineering you look the exact yeah, you know, yeah. getting things right start yeah. to finish like, yeah if it's know. 501 grams it's not it's got to be 500 take out that little one gram mm. because I want to be exact. You must be a very patient person. You're saying this and I'm like, oh, no, that sounds, uh, like, that sounds like too much effort. I would, like, like I, would l- I would like to think that I was patient, but <laughs> I'm not in the slightest. Right, okay. Oh, rich, smooth. I don't know. Well, For the podcast could, purposes. It could have been smooth, but you ruined it, so. <laughs> I ruined it. Well, like you told everybody. I was like, I was, that's why I was But I was impressed, be- nonetheless. Right. Yeah. Rich basically just illuminated as my turning the lights using his phone yeah like, I mean, as, a, as a non-tech I, person it was it was getting a bit moody in here so i decided to turn <laughs> the lights on to see you. Yeah, right. are you still there I, can hear you. <laughs> so I was like this is a good time in the conversation to turn the lights on a and, bit and the dog still way. has not flinched no she is, she like, is totally chill <laughs> she is chill could not so care. yeah you would like that you know the ideal would be to help others Mm. tell your story but also get them hands on get creative yeah um, is there anything for you in terms of the wee baker aside from that that you would like to do or explore or I really like the online community aspect of it and I like being able to talk to people if they need somebody to listen I've struggled with my mental health for so long longer than I think I have longer okay. like the whole Growing up as a little person, dwarf, whatever you want to say, having those, the feelings and not understanding what those feelings were at the time. Because I, I didn't think it was depression. Mm-hmm. But now thinking back, I'm like, no, nope, Richard, you're depressed. Like, that's why you were feeling this way. That's mm-hmm. why this, that and the other. Um, 
I'm still not I'm still not over the fact that I'm sure I'm still not okay with it I'm still not used to it I'm still not proud of it I'm more proud of having a spinal cord injury than I am of being a dwarf because I haven't accepted it if you know what I mean okay it's I don't know what I'm trying to say but being able to talk to people about your struggles makes it easier being able to be that person that can sit there and listen and talk to somebody that's either in the same kind of boat as you because mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to other people with dwarfism through the, the wee baker mm-hmm. and that's been really great to know that i'm not the only one going having these same thoughts people with dwarfism is still it's still there's still quite a lot of stigma attached to it it's a struggle still for me to go outside and walk down the street without somebody laughing at me or taking a photo of me or whatever so which just which is like my mind yeah like, like to, really? to most to most people it blows their mind but like but the, to yeah. me it's like it's, you, it's, a, it's a reality yeah yeah, yeah. and that's that's um, led to a lot of my anxieties mm. as well, like just leaving the door. But I have, I have been able to turn it into a benefit. You I, have, you have, you and you look at everything you've achieved and everything you've done through the Bee Baker and yeah, through and getting, like your your work at Boondo and everything that you're achieving. You have achieved so much and you have mm, put yourself out there and out your comfort zone. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I never see it like that. I don't think. I don't see it as me achieving. Like I still want to do so much more. Yeah, and I still want to help so many more people. I want to be open and honest about my mental health mm-hmm. so that other people know that it's okay to be open and honest about their mental health. Great. Because we're all in this life and we're all struggling at some point in our life and sometimes we just need to reach out to somebody and I need to reach out to people at times. And I, sometimes I feel like I can't reach out to anybody mm. because you don't want to burden people mm. with your shit. But I, wa- like I want to be an outlet I guess yeah and I want people to connect to it and feel happy about themselves and accept themselves because I still haven't accepted myself but talking to people about accepting themselves will help me accept myself so it's kind of selfish you're learning you're learning yeah yeah learning through it which is a positive mm, mm. and like being able to do social stuff like I love making videos I love teaching people how to make bread through videos I love talking doing a podcast is great so I can't the fact that you're doing this for a second time I have to say you're like stop stalking me Lisa and I still have (laughs) I still have stuff to talk about great Uh and and never stop talking yeah like I I, I want to do my own podcast at some point do it but like I don't know you should totally do that but I don't know like I don't know if people just want to listen to me talking to myself or if I get other people like other bakers in Glasgow that'd be cool that would be cool cool. but you could do you could start it on your own and then you could yeah. Just reach out to people and just you just be open to it. Like I've not, I'm, I mean, talking from experience and doing the podcast in the last year, I'm by no means an expert whatsoever. But I've just been going with my gut, mm. just like what feels good. Like in terms of asking people and yeah. and being a wee bit brave when I'm like, well, they're not going to say I just ask enemy. Yeah. It's the worst that can happen. They say, they say no thanks. Yeah. And those nobody will ever be rude about it. And if they are, then you obviously didn't want them on your podcast. True. I've not had that. Nobody, if people have said they don't want to do it, it's because, it, you know, they think they don't have enough to say. They don't think they're interesting enough. And uh, I'm like, yeah. no, you are. Because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a person. Yeah. Who has yeah. a story. We, we everybody all, is. We all have Everybody's worthy. But I've just went with my, my gut and it's worked out. And yes, yeah, so like maybe not even planning it that, you know, like thinking it has to be this or it has mm, to be that. Yeah. Just yeah. going with whatever feels good. Yeah. And I, I feel as though like, I'm still kind of like scared of the failure of like doing something and it not working. So, but like, it is something that I plan to do. Mm. I'm like, this you should listen to the podcast How to Feel. Is there a podcast called How to Feel? It's called Listen to it. It's How to Feel. I'm reading the book now. I've listened to the podcast for a couple of years. Yeah. Literally, people coming on who are you would everybody would deem successful. Yeah. And talking about their failures, and it's like. When you fail, that's how you learn to succeed. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has to fail to then move forward. True, yeah. And what you would deem as a failure, other people will be like, well, that's not a failure. Yeah. Like, that's, so they, they say what they think for yeah. them personally, not in other people, but what they think they've failed to do, but actually what it has taught them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. hearing other people's failures, you realise that we're all the same. Yeah, and that's like... I don't know if this is oversharing or whatever. Well, I'm, I'm you, going, can, you can I'm, share and then you can decide if we share it, share it. Um, <laughs> so I'm going I'm going through therapy at the moment um, mm-hmm. with a therapist, uh, CBT therapy. And at my last session, 
my therapist wanted me to be okay with making mistakes and failing. And she was like, I want you to make mistakes on purpose. Wow. And that just blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, what? what are you talking about? Is that putting that 501 gram in then? Mm. Or like <laughs> one of the examples she came up with was to give a, like, a waiter or a waitress the wrong money, like too little. And then to deal with that awkwardness. When they go, if when they go yeah. Your face like, right now is like, what? I, it's like, it no. doesn't, it, it can't happen. Like, it's like, why would you do that? Why would you do it on purpose? I've probably done it by mistake before. Wow. And I got really flustered mm-hmm. and all that. But like, I'm still not okay with it. So if I make the mistake on purpose, it's about taking ownership of that mistake and being okay with it. So like, that's the whole learning to fail. So like... I've, I've got to start somewhere, so... We all do. Yeah, so the other day I wore my t-shirt back to front, yeah. on purpose. <laughs> and I, that's so weird, because my colleague had her t-shirt on back to front this morning, and I was in that <laughs> debate of whether to tell or not, but I, like, I feel like I know her well enough, and that she would laugh at herself, yeah. so I was like, Sarah, I have to tell you something. She was like, what, what is it? Because like, we were getting ready for this performance, I was like, yeah. you've got your t-shirt back to front. She was like, I thought so, it felt really weird. Thank you so yeah. much for telling yeah. me. It's like, how how do you not know your t-shirt? Because <laughs> well, she it was does, like, I felt it, like Yes, yeah, it feels like you're choking. I'm like, your belly starts showing as well. Like, my belly was showing the other day. I was like, this is not <laughs> okay, Richard. Yeah, you have to be all right with yeah. stuff just will go wrong. Whether it, you know, there's something you could have done differently or, or just the universe made it happen like yeah and stuff al- will go wrong in inverted commas yeah and also like but it's a lesson yeah and one of the ones that i'm wanting to do soon is wearing two different pairs of shoes and walk down the street uh-huh. for for me to experience the stairs that i get being a dwarf but be able to turn them into stairs because they're looking shoes. at my shoes they're staring at me i'm owning it because i'm wearing odd shoes yeah and i don't i think that was an unintended consequence of owning these mistakes is being okay with you with myself yeah 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 and i think you're you're doing amazing things to put yourself out there even if you feel exposed or you feel that people will judge or not judge or what you know in a positive or negative way people will say things comment on you or your bread or whatever you're doing yeah i think that's that's really like you should cut yourself some slack oh that's 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 never gonna happen Never. Well, well, I'll cut you some slack. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I think you're doing awesome thing. That's why I'm here. That's why I asked you to do the, the, the podcast. Thank you. Thank There's you. no other reason than I think it's really cool what you're doing. I, I, I believe in following a passion uh, and doing it for yourself, but also like if it helps others, that's mm. a bonus. That's yeah. a lovely thing to do. Um, yeah, I think you just keep doing what you're doing and yeah, and try um, try different things and yeah. see, what, see what fits and. Yeah. Don't be don't be scared. Well, be scared, but do it anyway. True. Yes. 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 Right. Yes. Long. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I could have just been like, no, I'm not doing this podcast because people will say no, or people will not be up for it, or I'll be rubbish. I'll sound nasally. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll sound dead slang, and I'll hate the sound of my voice, or all that stuff. Yeah. And I still, <laughs> like I do, but well, I still I hate do the sound it of anyway. My voice. Don't worry, I hate it. <laughs> no. Well, it's the new year. I'm excited for you. I think you'll you. do great things with this, and I hope Thank it brings you joy and peace and anything else you need it to bring you. Thank you. I um, hope so too. Yeah. Sending all that to you. Thank you so right, much. Right, Rich, because you're in pod, you're a, well, you're a broad brave expert. Hey, I know. You'll have done this before. So my first question to you, and the thing was, is what would your mastermind subject be? Oh jeez. What are you an expert in? <laughs> well, the obvious answer is baking, but I'm not. So uh, maybe. Film. I like film. Mm. So films. Yeah, like stupid knowledge about general knowledge about films. Really? Yeah. Like what? Like really quite like, like behind specific the scenes things? stuff. Oh, or like right? Easter okay. eggs in films. Like I like I like reading about like subtle things that people have done in film and like mm. the reason why they've done it and yeah, I like over analysing movies. Mm, nice one. What's your biggest pet peeve? Loud eaters. I hate What's it. that's a thing? Isn't it like it's a? I think it's a like almost like a phobia. I think it's a phobia. It's got a name, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Any mouth noises, any any of that. I'm I glad just... I didn't. I hope I didn't slurp my my coffee. No, <laughs> no slurp. Like I, I'm not. I'm fine with slurping. Right. It's I I, the chewing. Should, yeah, chewing with your mouth open. Yeah. Fair I sound really snarky now, though. No, you don't. You're allowed. Everybody's got a pet peeve. <laughs> um, what's a moment in your past that you would want to relive? I don't. That's 
That's tough. Um, maybe my time in Japan. Oh, cool! You beat Japan. Yeah, I, I. What was that for? Um, I had a conference in Hong Kong, um, for a while, and then I was like, I'm in that part of the world, so I might as well. Was that part li- of your studies, like? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. So I was like, I might as well go to Japan by myself right. for a couple of days because I'm there anyway. Yeah. And I did that, and this was post-stroke as well. So this was wow. like going to a country where it's a totally different language and not having a clue what's going on. Yeah. And like, that was like peak me. That was amazing time. Like、mm. I felt so free and so amazing, and I cried when I left. Like, it's the only country that I cried from leaving the. The city, not、yeah. missing people, but the city. Just special places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'd、That's、love to relive、cool. that. So the easiest way to relive it is to go back to Japan. So yeah, I need to do that at some point. Nice one. What's the best loaf of bread? Best loaf of bread.、Uh, a good sourdough is good. A good sourdough. Yeah. Because I saw you did that thing on. Uh, Instagram stories like what kind of loaf of bread am I or what baked、yeah. good? What baked good am I? <laughs> and I was you the, just lose the, hours of your life plenty things. Yeah, I was like the do the the, the dog the the stupid dog in a loaf thing. Oh, I wasn't anything. You're not happy with that. But I did it so many times to myself, right? To get a good one <laughs> that I'd forgotten what I actually got when、That's、I shared、cheap. it because everybody <laughs> everybody cheats on those things. <laughs> everybody, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember what it was. So you、yeah. you would consider yourself to be a sort of loaf then? Yeah, I do like a good or or focaccia, one or two. Yeah. Advice for your younger self. Be okay to fail. Put yourself out there.、Um, don't be scared to to go out. Yeah, like just live life. Nice one. And you know what's coming now. I remember.、Oh, I've got no.、I'm, I remember I'm, your answer. No, I remember my answer too. <laughs> So, what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase, Rich? I'm gonna change it. Are you now? Yeah, because I wasn't happy with my last. That's、one. okay. But then I listened back to your best of year. Oh、thing. yeah, we all did. Yeah, all the broad words. Everybody's word was so good. <laughs> and then I come in with mine, <laughs> and I'm like, Richard. <laughs> Seriously, that's the joy of the thingamabobs because you just gotta go with the first thing that pops in your head. Yeah, and that's back into my head now. Sorry. So it's it's gonna have to be ball bag. <laughs> it's just gonna have to be. Every creature has it. Yeah, and it and it stayed, and it's the only word I can think of because that's all my mind's thinking about. You own it. Yeah. Own it. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you so much for doing Bron the Brave for the second time. Thank you for having、Check、me for you the second time. Check you out. I feel like I should be giving you a gold plaque or something. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll hang it on my wall. <laughs> and、um, yeah, I, I wish you all the very best with any endeavours that you decide to partake thank you in. So and,、um, much. Yeah, I hope everybody goes and falls to the river. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Bron the Brave. Podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.